Ready? Yeah. Yeah, Eric needs to watch Old Boy, the old one, 2003 version. That's what he calls his wiener. What? What? That's how we do it in the house. Sweat Equity Podcast, making dick jokes and business right combined. Off the bat, baby. Since 2015. 2015? Oh. I think. Wow. Uh, all we're talking about, we're the number one comedy business podcast in the world, pragmatic entrepreneurial advice in real world. Oh, dog. That's your favorite. What? Your favorite slug uh, line? Yeah. <laughs> Um, listen to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Um, what else? Are the Google Play, uh, Amazon. Podcasts? I'm looking at Fathom that you sent over yeah. to me, and Fa- they actually categorize this, I think, as business comedy. Yeah, uh, Fathom is so is wrong. a better search engine, they say. So. But I got to figure out why we don't show up as Sweat Equity. The first result that's bothering me. Okay, um, I'll get up the ass. And it's got our old artwork on there. Anyway, no, it this doesn't. Is, oh, it doesn't anymore. No. All right, this isn't an. This isn't a sponsor. Fathom. Um, we have a Tomarkin on from uh, what is it? Siz. Siz. S i i z. Life. Still calling it jizz. I know, dude. I can't help it. I have jizz on the mind all the time. What? Mobcomedia.com. M o b c o media.com. Uh, and. Our sponsor, Squarespace, the drag and drop, all-in-one content management system. You don't need to code, don't need to really learn a lot about web development and design because everything's laid out for you. Uh, drag and drop, responsive, and it's only like, I don't know, under $300 a year for the best uh, subscription. 26 bucks a month. If you, hit a, if you hit our promo code in the description, you get the hookup. Holler if you hear me. Let's get this party started. A hottie, a tommy. What? What about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. Sweat, 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 sweat equity. My sweat equity. Uh, my, my sweat equity. What about my sweat equity? Hello. Hello. What's up, man? Hey, how are you guys? Good. I don't know if you got to listen to any episodes before coming on, but we're we're rolling. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Good to be on the show. We keep it efficient. <laughs> uh, I think okay, most entrepreneurs perfect. prefer that. Um, why, yeah. why don't you uh, now? Your name seemingly seems easy to read, but I'm sure <laughs> easy to read, not easy to say. Maybe. Well, Tomer Tomer Hen is how I'd say, it, but I'm pretty sure that's probably not how you pronounce it. Is there just not that's it? perfect. That's exactly how I pronounce it. Is it? You probably say it way cooler yeah. though. What's the real way to say it though? What 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 how would your mom introduce you? Right. Tomer Tomer Yeah. Yeah, see way better. See, yep. yeah. way I knew better. it. Yeah. I had a feeling. <laughs> and where where are you uh where are you dialing in from? Yeah, so I'm originally from Tel Aviv, Israel, but uh right now I'm in uh LA. You're in LA. What part of LA are you in? West Hollywood. Ah, I lived there for a year. I know. You've mentioned it many times. Boys Town, baby. I know. Do you know that the rainbow grid on the police cars there uh, in West Hollywood, it's supposed to represent the map of West Hollywood? Like, that is a a weird fun fact that... It's weird. It looks like a pixel, like, it looks like a pixelated rainbow, and you're like, what is that? I don't... I had to ask. So I had to ask a cop one Gerrymandering is bothering me. But West LA, West Hollywood in the middle of LA is like 
I don't know how it is now. I haven't been there eight years, but uh, it's like real nice and pristine because all the gays are there. Right. And then kids not dropping the, their trash everywhere. And then around it is like like <laughs> Hollywood. Right next to it is like total trash. Is that how it still right, is? Yeah, where the kids are. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's even worse since you've uh, probably last visited LA. So you, it's kind of worse than you, what you can probably remember. I lived there from 06 to 2010, and then was going back like every month or two because I work. I still work for a company out in Pasadena. And they wanted me mm-hmm. to fly in every every so often, and I was like, every time I come in, it 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 was it was getting worse. It was like yeah. uh, Venice was like, there's so many um, campers and stuff. The homeless like epidemic out there is insane. You sound mm-hmm. like really really old. No, old I mean, man shit right is now. it? No, yes, it's it's it no, it's yeah. scary. It's it's bad. Like, right, that's you just topped it. <laughs> Cherry on <Yeah>. top. <laughs> no, back in yeah. my day. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, you cherry on top it by saying no, no. You poking fun at me is not funny. I don't think you you this get. Is very I don't serious. think you get it, dude. This is very serious. <laughs> Our um, grandchildren are out there. They pay the most in taxes and get the least amount back. Uh, okay. Um, founder and CEO Mobco Media in Sizz uh, Supplement. So mm-hmm. uh, people want to go to mobcomedia.com. Is that your agency? You would call it. Uh, yeah, so we're not necessarily an agency. So we've been uh, we've been an uh, app user acquisition agency for big brands like Amazon, McDonald's, L'Oreal for almost ten years now. And in the last two years, we kind of shifted our focus to help brand founders actualize their vision. Uh, we basically invest in the brand as the operational partner and help the founder freed up from anything related to customer acquisition, operation, uh, product development, so they can focus on the vision while we help them uh, with anything operational, basically. So full, full service, it sounded like, what, tell us about that shift. How do you go from app, develop, app acquisition, I'm guessing you're trying to get installs, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're uh, yep. acquiring users by uh, install downloads. How do you make that shift or why, I guess? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a great question. Uh, I I love to to answer that. Uh, so I've always been fascinated and passionate for supplements, biohacking, uh, human optimization, you can call it. And two years ago, I've decided to launch my own brand for entrepreneurs, high performers, creators, um, and develop a supplement brand that would help with focus, energy, dropping into flow state on demand, basically. And I really didn't want to uh, deal with any of the operational stuff, uh, dealing with agencies, hiring teams, um, you know, Facebook ads, email marketing, all of that. I really wanted to just focus on product development and talking to my potential customers, which are entrepreneurs and high performers in general. So I've uh, built my own internal team within my company to help me with all of these operational aspects, including influencer partnerships, email marketing, uh, uh, talking to manufacturers, uh, customer acquisition by all means. And we've realized that uh, I can just focus on uh, talking to my audience, talking to the potential customers. And we realized that for food and supplement brands in general, a lot of the uh, brand building aspects are kind of repetitive. So we could use that team and infrastructure that we've built in order to help other brand founders 
who really got into this business in order to serve a certain audience or to help a certain group of, a group of people, and they found themselves dealing with Facebook ad blocks and manufacturers and fulfillment and all of that. Um, and they are shifting away from being the visionary into being operators. So we partner up with a few brands, uh, specifically in the food and supplement space, to uh, really basically tell them, hey, you just focus on what you do best, which is uh, getting more product ideas that serve your audience and really understanding what your, what your people need. And we will take care of the rest. So uh, this is where, you know, I've just followed my passion, which was initially just supplements combined with my passion for marketing and operations. And that's how our mission just shifted to be the, to build the most efficient and robust infrastructure to build and grow consumer brands. Yeah. Um, got- Sounds like who I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> I like supplements and uh, operations. I'm still figuring it out. Uh, uh, yeah. You're so good that you're making a business out of doing it again and again. That's awesome. I want to hear about the the supplement though. It's the flow uh, state. It's siz s i i z dot life. Uh, if you're going on your browser, if anybody yeah, wants to check yeah. out the website. Thank you. So uh, you know, again, I, I'm all I've always been passionate about human optimization, about getting the best out of my days. Uh, whether it's uh, lifestyle hacks, nutrition, supplements, all of it, and I've tried dozens of supplements, nootropics, um, different uh, 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 life hacks, I would call it, or, or, or biohacks. And I just told a very, very talented uh, formulation team, hey, these are the products that I've used. I need to buy all of them and use all of them so I can really feel what I want to feel, which is basically dropping into flow state on demand. And I want to create a singular product that, that, I can just take whether it's capsules or or a powder that uh, dissolves in water, which is what we have um, first thing in the morning or just before I go on my computer and drop into flow state. Um, and that's what we've created. So I'm really looking to serve entrepreneurs, high performers, uh, content creators to help them get the work done um, in a more fun and better way. So it basically supercharges your morning coffee not just your morning coffee but just your uh uh, uh if you drink it uh, alongside coffee that works wonders oh. and i'll be happy to send you guys uh two boxes of oh yeah flow yeah, flow is it. the name of our product okay okay uh, yeah because um it, i was scrolling down uh looking for it, it looks like it's still not 100 percent released yet or because you have early bird sign up if anybody's listening and wants to go on the site uh, and get on that early bird um, limited time exclusive offer. Um, oh wait, I gotta ask uh, about ice baths. Are you are you doing ice baths yet? Because if you're not, and you're into that <laughs> sort of thing, I mean, I'm telling you, dude, that's the one thing that man. That's I, I got a commercial ice machine at my house now. Once a week at least, I'm getting in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I do cryotherapy and I do a cold shower every morning. Uh, I love that. I think that, yeah. you know, that's kind of amazing. I think that's mostly mentally the fact that I do a very cold shower first thing in the morning, even if I don't really feel like it. If Because I'm doing this for so long, for I think almost three years now, um, I know that the day where I'd give up, that's 
a day that's going to be not 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 going to 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 go the way I wanted it yeah. because if I've gone through you know really cold showers in every city and that's the fun the fun part about uh, going to new cities is that I'm I really don't know how cold those right. waters are gonna be <laughs> so I'm just turning the uh, uh, turning it to the coldest water and hope that hope for the best and that's uh, uh, that's how I start my day and I'm like okay I've passed that and I can if I overcame this I can probably come over you know other aspects of my day and struggles and all of it so that's awesome yeah you got to do the ice water i've done cryo yeah there's something it's obviously not as cold cryo is like negative two hundred thousand degrees whatever it is but the water cuts differently yeah. it gets to your core and once you get there you'll be you'll be bulletproof or whatever they say um yeah yeah that's next goal yeah awesome yeah and uh you kind of mentioned um you know one of those kind of uh, efficiency or habit, habitual kind of philosophies like eat the frog, uh, do do the hardest thing first in your day or w- one of the harder things it sounds like. Uh, and then the rest of your day is, isn't, it minimizes uh, what the stress of those things are because you kind of already, you know, it shocks your body really is what it's doing. Yeah. And that's why your inflammation goes down from all of that because it, your, your body's like, oh shit. <laughs> right. Um, <Yeah>. Is uh, <laughs> how did you? What's um, so? I'm also interested in like uh, the creative process for a lot of people, and not only just like in an artsy way, but also the ability to kind of create solutions. Um, wh- the perfect state of creative flow. What does that kind of? What does that really mean? Yeah, that's uh, that's a very interesting question. Uh, I'd probably yes. download it as I think, um, but. Well, we can. I, I, I can. I can. I can. Uh, I can vamp for a second because it's taken me a while to kind of figure out, like, all right, where am I at my most creative, right? And a lot of right. the, uh, it, the anti-creative is like jerking off, probably. Right. The older <laughs> uh, we get, the, man, the harder the, it is. But the right, yeah. And then I found be, uh, because uh, fitness is such a part of my life, like I get most most of my best ideas, or I'm trying to figure out a joke for on stage. If I, my best time, if I write down, like, I need to figure out the end of this joke, I need to figure out a brand name for this client, I need to figure out a logo for this, go for, like, a run or a really hard workout, for whatever reason. Or a drive, have you ever, like, a drive can do it. Something about moving. But drives for me aren't pointed. Drives are, like, that'll be more shower thoughts. Yeah. It was more when I was working, where I was driving maybe an hour and a half, two hours at a time. Yeah. That I that I got into more utilization of time and like what can I do while I'm driving, right? You know, but creative. But but I wouldn't get creative. But if that works for you, that's great. Right. I think a lot of people don't really look at themselves as a guinea pig and try to figure out where's where am I at my most creative? Like what what are the gold stars throughout the day where I I came up with ideas? Took me a while to kind of figure that out. Like I'll go for walks if I need to figure shit out. Um, What now? I hopefully I vamped enough for you to what's the uh, perfect state of creative flow in your kind of terms yeah uh i like walks as well i really like just going every hour i just go uh go down have a 15 minute walk around my block when i get back i have so many ideas and it just like you know it's sort of like having a nap but in the other way just seeing some sunlight etc but uh yeah let's go back going back to your question i feel that whenever i'm going 
backward from having the intention of why I'm doing this specific task, even if it's just answering an email, for example, or calling that partner or uh, looking for that thing online. Whenever I visualize the end goal that I'm trying to achieve, even if it's three years ahead, then I can see what's going to happen a year from now, then a quarter from now, a month from now, a week from now. And by the end of the day, and by the end of these you know, five-minute tasks, I feel that even going through this exercise for two minutes in my head, uh, eyes open, eyes closed, uh, gives me so much mental energy that I'm really energized, really focused on what, why I'm, I'm doing this specific task. I'm way more sharp, uh, even if it's something that could be seen as a very boring task. Um, because I think that as entrepreneurs, when we don't have uh, a boss to actually uh, uh, have us accountable for the task that we need to, uh, to produce or uh, you know, accomplishing our goals, no one's providing us the feedback, uh, we need to, uh, to motivate ourselves to you know, be more productive, be more efficient, uh, do those tasks that sometimes could seem as boring. And I feel that you know, successful entrepreneurs have the ability to do the boring tasks just over and over and over again. And that's something that I'm always struggling with, having severe undiagnosed ADHD. Um, you know, yeah, I need to self-motivate. We're going to rename the podcast that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> severe undiagnosed so, ADHD and then it, dot 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 com look there's a butterfly um you know uh, <laughs> uh let, let, let's, you already uh, forgot what we were talking about yeah let's ask I want I, I failed to kind of I wanted to kind of ask about you personally before we kind of got into more of the business side um of your two brands but uh you grew up in Tel Aviv is that what you said at the top yes. uh I assume Israeli army at some point no, 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 I got expelled. Oh. Yeah. Badass really? for what? That's cool. Anything yeah. you could talk uh, about? <laughs> just, just had some uh, growth back pain, so oh. just, uh, yeah, just oh, decided man. that it's not a bit best fit for me. The best. I thought you were gonna say you punched your CO. <laughs> the, 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 wow. the thing that no one cares about when you're an older guy is back pain. Right. It's like no one can exactly. give a fuck. Right. Join the club. Less, you know, like you're like everybody's got it. Uh, to some degree, they think. Um, so grew I don't up, think I do. Grew up in Tel Aviv. I really, like, that's one of the places I want to visit. It's like top 10 place I want to go to really? check out. Yeah, I well, love why? everything I've heard. No offense, I'm just curious. Everything I've seen is beautiful. I've heard the food's amazing. I heard, like, nightlife is fun. Um, yep. I just, I, I love my J's. Oh, that's what he... Yeah, I'm Paul the most Jewish Gentile. Jewish. He wants to be Jewish, and that's that's why. Yeah, but the and the women, the Israeli women are amazingly hot. Like they're just insane. Sure, I'm just saying. Right up there with Brazil. Now we know the me. real reason. Yeah, um, you grew up. I go to Brazil. Probably cheaper. I'll do both. Uh, grew, I don't want to. <laughs> Brazil's crazy though. That's the problem. It is Israel? I feel like is a little bit more. Um, I, I know really? everything around it is not Israel's not so fun. Sometimes yeah. it can be intense. It can probably well. I like the intensity of Israeli people. I know. How about that? Like it's a good intense. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, I could vouch for everything. Everything you just yes. just named. Um, Highly recommend. <laughs> uh, mazel tov to that. Um, uh, the <laughs> you were so you're a you were recognized as uh, a thirty under thirty entrepreneur in Forbes. I don't know how old you are now, but. Um, 
Again, Israelis, you can't tell. They could be 22. <laughs> they could be 45. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you, uh, what kind of household did you grow up in? Uh, yeah, so uh, just for your curiosity, I'm 28, and mm-hmm. I know that my, my, the, the way I see me just depend on my beard length. So, <laughs> yeah, that helps. It helps. That's, uh, I, de- I definitely did uh, the beard grow like in early, late twenties, early thirties to look a little bit older when I was talking to clients. Yeah, for a while. <laughs> yeah just because they think you're just like, like a hot shot or something. You're like, all right, I need to look like I know stuff. Put on my glasses that I don't need. Um, all right, so you're 28. You grew up. Did yeah. you grow up in a household for entrepreneurs, or is it the opposite? Because it's usually one of the so. Other. Yeah, so so two of my parents are accountants. Uh, my mom uh, is an employee, and my dad had uh, his own. He's self-employed, basically. He had his own office, uh, but he still had to work, you know, and basically sell his time uh, to get income. Um, so he was not like a big business owner, but he had the entrepreneurial mindset, uh, getting uh, you know, getting passive income, buying real estate. Uh, it was a very you know mid-class. Uh, household, I would say, uh, we didn't have too much, but I, I'm blessed that I didn't have, uh, I did not miss anything. Um, but my parents, I think that the best contribution of my parents to my entrepreneurial journey, and I've been an entrepreneur ever since I remember, is the fact that they did not hold back on my curiosity. So they never, um, you know, besides just a few encounters where my teachers were calling my mom because I was not attending classes or something for a while. Um, you know, they never, uh, uh, they never, uh, told me to step back or that it's not for me. Uh, you know, I did, we did have our arguments from time to time. And I remember that, uh, the one thing that I could really remember is my mom, when I was, it was in my 14th birthday, she said, uh, do you think you're actually going to be a millionaire at 14? And, that's, you know, that's really stuck with me. And I feel that people would take this into two ways. They either, you know, just crawl back and, and hide in their bed and just do whatever their mom tells them, or they just, you know, just say, I need to prove that now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have you gotta work. on my shoulder. Yeah. Then yeah. It doesn't just, it's not handed to you. Yeah. Prove it. You yeah. Do it yourself. The prove it thing is always bad. If the outcome yeah. is what you want the prove it kind of attitude isn't bad. It might not come from a great place, but, um, you know, you speak about being 14 there. I would fail to ask at the top of the show, uh, the question we ask everybody that comes on for the first time, what advice would you give your 13 year old self or 14 year old self? Mm, That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. Eric. Yeah. It's a great question. Eric doesn't like the question. <laughs> it's good for the guest, I he, guess. He hasn't beat he hasn't beat it yet, though. I literally don't remember it until you say it. <laughs> That's called uh, I prep. think I think the one thing that I would uh, probably say harder and louder to myself. It's just something that I knew, but I probably never felt it. That lifestyle is more important than money. Um, I've always been passionate about my lifestyle. I gave up many projects, clients, business opportunities just to keep on the lifestyle that I've had, which is basically working from anywhere at any time. Uh, but I feel that I sometimes neglected it and preferred uh, going through some very stressful 
times uh, instead of, uh, uh, I, would, I would say, prioritizing my mental health. Gotcha. Did you, you think you, you pushed through that, that part of your life, the stressful times you're talking about for money, um, uh, out of fear? Like, yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Um, you know, it's, it's a sense of I won't have enough or I might just lose everything. Sometimes I really wish that I'd lose everything just so I can deal with my biggest fear and, you know, hopefully see that it's not as bad. You and I can trade um, spots if you want. Interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm post-divorce financial hell. I mean, he you, just wants to stay with your parents yeah. in Tel Aviv. Yeah. Assuming they live there. Oh, man, the hummus. Um, but, uh, yeah, that it seems to be a common theme with most entrepreneurs is the, uh, the fear of the unknown kind of thing. Um, how do I you, like that though. You want to lose everything just to go through it and be done, and then you come back from it and you're like, "I already did that. What am I afraid of?" Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, there is assurance. Like I've told Eric, like uh, maybe I don't know if I've said it on air, probably, but definitely off air. Like, there's no lower I could go as an adult with, with what happened a couple of years ago. So, right, yeah, there it's you go. kind of assuring to me that like I could get out of it. And it, it's a long story we don't have enough time for, but it's one of those things where. Uh, getting out of that is something I do think about a good amount when times are tough now. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you see why a lot of people are doing like these like um, mm-hmm. wilderness mm-hmm. camps and stuff. And like, I was doing the prices right for you. Oh, uh, <laughs> you don't have the you don't have Bummer. the drops. Well, no, I mean we're ta- this is real talk. This is why we're not like. I was on- really bummed out by that. <laughs> well, I, I, I with every bad there's a good, and I feel like. Um, you know, it makes you it makes you have more grit, makes you be more resilient. I'm an aggressive optimist in that way, I guess. Uh, so back back to your your uh, your uh, I, I want to call it sniz. <laughs> I just keep seeing it. Uh, what what is the name S I I Z mean sizz? Yeah, it's just uh, a takeoff on seize as in seize your day, uh, which ah, I feel that C-Z. as entrepreneurs seize. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel that, you know, many entrepreneurs just want to wake up and seize their days and just make the most out of their working day. And I feel there is there is a real mental health improvement when you finish your day and you say, wow, I actually seize my day. I seize my life. And, you know, your days make up your weeks, your month, your years, your life, all of that. Um and for me, whenever I finish my workday and I feel like I've done what I wanted to and I finished my, you know, my projects, I progressed what I wanted to, I feel really good about myself. And by the way, that's another thing that I would tell um, to my 13-year-old uh, boy that, uh, that you cannot and should not define yourself based on your business. Your business is not you. You should take care of yourself just like you take care of your business, but the, your business is, does not define you whether you're a good person, a bad person, or a successful person or not. Um, it, it, feels, just, it feels that way in the beginning, though, with a lot of yeah. entrepreneurs, and yeah. they will carry that out throughout the scaling yeah, of exactly. it. Yeah. Exactly. So the name, the, exactly. we, anything that ends in IZ, he and I are just going to immediately assume it's jizz. <laughs> S-I-I-Z, <laughs> that spells jizz. I don't know if you noticed, uh, the show's logo is a dick that's a tie. So we're, we're kind of always in the gutter. Um, the, how do you prevent burnout as an entrepreneur? 
Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I think that uh, making sure that you are doing what you're doing and what is the underlying reason of why you're doing it, uh, it's probably, you know, that's a hint. It's probably not the money. Uh, it's probably way beyond it. I think that when you do things with intention and you realize how that, and, and that's that's a great tip that I've learned from one of my coaches. Uh, when you 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 break down your goals and you see how you're how accomplishing your goals help another person that is not just you so two or more people that could really get you energized to get through the days even in rough times that's one you know little trick that i've done you know for myself even if it's just you know reaching 10 million dollars in sales or whatever it's a very uh 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 you know uh uh, numeric goal, you can see how that helps many, many, many other people and prevent the burnout because you know you have this responsibility uh, to accomplish that goal that is just beyond you. The second thing is what I call uh, uh, cycling breaks, which is on an hourly basis, on a daily basis, weekly, monthly, and a yearly basis. So I take about a 15-minute break every hour. I could do even a five-minute break every 20 25 minutes. Uh, I take an hour break every three, four hours. So basically just understand that, um, you know, my body is just like a machine that needs to rest. Um, my mind is, you know, needs to take a rest, needs to step down from whatever I'm doing. I'm way more effective when I'm having my two hour workday sometimes than having 10 hour workdays. I just feel that I accomplished more. Um, and the third tip that I would advise is measuring your success backwards. So instead of just looking at what you have not accomplished so far and what you need to accomplish and did not accomplish yet, look backward at the end of your day and see and really force yourself, even if it was, you know, the most ineffective day that you've had, just force yourself to see what are the top three wins or progresses that you've made today I do this on a weekly basis and I just look at my week and count all of my wins in the last in the last week. I feel that having this five minute exercise gives me so much energy for the next one just because I get this dopamine rush. And as I know that, you know, the more uh, items I check off and the more progress I make, uh, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll enjoy more at the end of the day and at the end of the week. Yeah. See, I, I have done something similar not consistently where I've written down all the shitty things that have happened to me that I've overcome. Oh, okay. To look at backwards just to say, well, I mean, it's not as bad as that. Right. Right. No, that's good too. That, I mean, that's yeah, kind of what we're doing. Why me though? No, no. Pity, uh, self pity sucks. And it's, it, if I find myself drifting towards there, it's like, just get out of up. that shit. Hit me up. No, I mean, and I will put you in your it, place. It's, it's like a half second, and then I'm like, I'm not going that way. You know, uh, do a full second. Hit me up. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, there's one thing I wanted to get to on um, our uh, our sheep about you. You know, how do you make imposter syndrome your friend? Mm, okay. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite topics to talk about, and I could probably speak for hours on that. So you have to probably stop me, but um, give us the short answer and we'll have you back on another time to, yeah. <laughs> to, to talk about it. 
Because I, I agree. Yeah. We talk about it. Well, we talk about fake until you make it, and then you get there, and then you feel like you shouldn't be there, and that's where mm-hmm. that that can kind of come in. But it doesn't always have to be fake until you make it to get there. You could get there, be successful, doing all the right things, you know, morally, ethically, what you believe, uh, uh, values that you hold. Or you get there and you realize it's not most all that other great. people are faking it too. Or, or like a lot of celebrities, they they get to this point where they wanted to achieve whatever. And then they get mm-hmm. there and they go cuckoo. And they start doing art house mm-hmm. films and <laughs> black and white four hour movies. Um, yeah, and yeah. I feel like that's a common thread, definitely with a lot of comics. I know, like they get to this point, this this rarefied air, and then they're not fulfilled. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So uh, I've dealt with imposter syndrome my entire life, and at first. You know, the, 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 the most popular advice that people would give you is to say how awesome you are and just look yourself in the mirror and they try to convince you that your imposter syndrome should not be there and that you're the most awesome, amazing human being that was ever lived. Uh, and you'll, you'll be successful at any rate. Um, I feel that's, you know, for, for many people, I think for most people and in most situations, you just don't believe yourself when you go into that uh, bad spiral and you feel that imposter syndrome. So what I've done is I just decided to accept the fact that imposter syndrome will be there. And that's uh, 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 a protection mechanism that my brain, uh, you know, made in order to protect myself from being in danger or taking too much risk and just tell me to go to the safe place, to the safe zone, to my comfort zone and embrace the fact that I go into that spiral, look at it from the outside and just make it my best friend in a sense where I ask the question, okay, if I'm okay, brain, if I'm not good enough, if I can make it, if I don't have the skills, if I shouldn't do it, what do I need to do? Who do I need to learn from? Who do I need to ask in order to get there? What skills do I need to acquire in order to get there? Okay, I embrace the fact that you tell me that I'm not good enough, but I want to do that. How do I do that in a way that it's safe or that eliminates or decreases the risk that you just alarm me right now for, you know, that keeps me up at night or that prevents me from doing what I want to achieve or that makes me just sit on my laptop and, and, and you know, stare at the, at the screen for hours just because I don't have the confidence to send that email or to record that podcast or whatever. And once you realize that this uh, uh, protection mechanism makes you asking those questions, you, you know, one step at a time, you just become better at what you had to do. You're, you go and ask for help. You go and buy that course. You go and watch that podcast or that YouTube video or uh, read this guide or whatever it is. Or you take an advisor, a consultant, um, and it just makes you better and better and better in whatever it is that you want to create. Um, and this is how you're like, okay, I, the fact that I'm, uh, I feel that I'm not good enough for that task or that I'm not talented enough in that field, uh, this feeling, whether it's right or not, I'm not even debating whether it's right or not. I just, I just flip the question um, 
and ask what do I need to do, who do I need to learn from, or what do I need to learn uh, in order to feel that I'm better with it. And this commitment to learning that skill or asking for that help uh, just creates more confidence and clarity. And, you know, suddenly you just look back and you're like, hey, I, I just learned something new. And suddenly you don't have this importance syndrome because you feel that you were qualified for whatever it is that you wanted to do. Yeah. Um, well, it, it sounds like I, and I used to do this a lot more. I'm trying to get back to doing that. When you have a feeling like that, like that is probably in the negative area, almost treat yourself as your own therapist and ask, are you like, what's the real fear? Yeah. What am I really actually afraid worried, of? Happening? Yeah. What am I worried about right now? What is, what am I really worried about? What right. is, why do I feel anxious or any of that? I used to do that a lot more. I've been starting to get back to that and it kind of helps because it kind of helps like mm-hmm. crystallize like what the, why am I even? Yeah, 90% of the time it's your own ego and being scared that you're going to fail and that's it. Right. The real failure is just not doing it. Yeah. And then I've had to tell a lot of people, do you think this per, do you think this person or this group of people is thinking about you all the time? Right. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> right. Nobody cares about when it. When it's something that doesn't like, help anybody but you. They're going to think not helping I'm this. You. They're going to think I'm that. It's yeah. like, do you think they sit around and think about you all day? They think about themselves. Say your name to their face and they forget it before you're done saying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I called a woman in bed my own name and that, that might be my narcissism. You forgot it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, we'll uh, thanks for coming on. Um, we'll definitely uh, have you back on at some point, maybe later in the year, because there's, there's a lot to chew off this, uh, this apple. Mm-hmm. Um, any uh, plugs? Any, any, send anybody that's listening to... What? You tell us. Where do they go? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was a great conversation. Uh, and uh, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, so always happy to connect with fellow entrepreneurs. Um, and so feel free to find me on LinkedIn. That's uh, Tomer Han. Uh, or if you want to get the seas uh, uh, before it, seas uh, flow just before we launch, uh, you can go on seas.life uh, and get the uh, uh, introductory price. That's our pre-launch price. We don't make any profit. That's We sell it at cost. Um, and I'm very excited for it. Yeah. S-I-I-Z dot life. Right. That's yeah. a URL. And I'll make sure to send you guys two bottles of it. Nice. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks sure for coming on. And uh, yeah, mahalo.